0: non-elite institutions than we think. And actually, this is kind of a fascinating thing. So to take a step backwards, uh, the larger question is, how efficient are elite educational institutions um, in as search engines for talent? What percentage of the of qualified students do they actually uncover? And, and the answer is, we used to think they were very efficient. What we have discovered recently is they're actually quite inefficient. In other words, enormous numbers of very, very intellectually capable people never even come close to the 250 top colleges in the country. So non-selective colleges have a much larger share of, uh, of the intellectual aristocracy than we would imagine. So, that's so, so to your question... If you go to the University of Tennessee, you can find lots and lots and lots of very, very intellectually capable people to hang around with. And you probably will grab. If you are that kid who could have gone to Harvard, you will probably gravitate to those five. The difference being that... So you'll be surrounded by peers who may be every bit as able. The difference is that you will almost certainly be the top of your class as opposed to running the risk of being in the middle of the bottom. So you're getting two... Um, benefits, intellectual benefits, as opposed to maybe only one. Um, the other thing, of course, is that, uh, well, I'll leave it at that. There are many, many parallel arguments along these lines. Now, of course, not everyone can follow the strategy. If everyone does it, it ceases to work, right? <laughs> everyone can't go down a notch. or <laughs> So the whole thing is, I, if you're going to follow the strategy, do it quick. Before, I sell too many books and the advantage is wiped out. But uh... (laughs) Okay, thank you.
1: So you said in response to a previous question that it would be useful to eliminate some hierarchy so that you get rid of this problem of people being at the bottom. But how do we know that's the bigger issue as opposed to it's just a great boost to people when they are at the top? And if that was the predominating factor, then maybe we should just have more awards or more way to recognize people.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, uh-huh. you mean have a kind of pretend hierarchy where you <laughs> give everyone a pat on the back?
2: Or Maybe we should have even more
3: levels of hierarchy. Oh,
0: I see. Well, but the, you know, the, um, so the classic study, I have to see if I got this right, The classic study in this regard, which I talk about in the book, is this famous study that was done in this, the largest psychological study ever in the United States was done during the Second World War of American soldiers. And one of the most interesting insights was a comparison of um, uh, uh, commissioned officers in the Air Force, the Air Corps, the precursor to the Air Force, and commissioned officers in the military police. And the question was, who was more satisfied with uh, um, with their promotion prospects, the openness of their uh, institution to rewarding talent?
4: Having the finances, man, it's just like a business. Your music is a business. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like a lot of people don't understand that. You, how are you so good at music? And then when it comes to the business or contracts or... Uh, finances you don't know anything about it but you talking about you you clearly just doing music for no reason if in your head you're not thinking that I'm going to be the biggest rapper in the world okay what comes with being the biggest rapper in the world? Damn lawyers um, accountants uh, taxes um, you feel me? that's how you got to think that's the only way that you going to really be the top nigga in the world you know what I'm saying? I don't see no other way of being the biggest rapper in the world if you ain't thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? You just going to the studio doing some music because clearly you're wasting your money. Also, if you go start your LLC, let's say whatever you call your LLC, Trap Boy or Big Dog LLC, right? So if you got an LLC and it's about music, from the studio should be a write-off. When you go in the studio and you pay for your studio time, let's say if you spend five hours a day in the studio, everything should be a write-off. All the clothes you buy, you as an artist, should be a write-off. The cars you're driving, it should be a write-off. Where you stand should be a write-off. You're an artist, you're an entertainer, always. Every When you go in a strip club, you, I need 5,000 ones, but give me a receipt. You feel me? Get that to your account. That should be a write-off because you're an artist.
5: You're a bred. But a lot of Do I think I'm smart? Define smart. Like like
6: the stri- strategic thinker, just like just the, the the smartest person in the room. No. for I'm not reason, the smartest I feel like I I I don't feel like I'm um I honestly don't feel like I'm that smart in terms of like, um, in I don't know I don't I can't say not intelligent, but there's some things that my mind just doesn't process. So right now, I still don't one hundred percent understand how you monetize Twitter, even though you told me, and my mind's trying to follow it, and I'm like, yeah. all right, well, okay, you send people to the. but do they pay your system besides that's why i feel like you just you look you see things in
5: pictures so in terms can you clearly define see things in pictures
6: all right look i know you're enjoying the episode but i gotta tell you finally you asked for it and we created a patreon okay we created an inner circle we have amazing stories amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're a like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect. Connect in a community. We can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay, so check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. Okay, thank you so much. Now back to the episode. So, for instance, um, I had a friend. Um, he was never afraid to talk to women. Uh, that was always my thing. I was just I always take the friend. I just know going to a situation, I'm going to take the friend. It's all good. But in his head, he knows how this thing's going to work out. Right. It's almost like a visionary. From visionary for walking up, what he's going to say, what she's going to say, how it's going to go, his rebuttal, where they're going to go later.
5: But that's based on experience. That's all that is. You can predict the future where you know what you know, mm. and that's what happened with your boy. He's been through it so many times; he can already predict the next move. The
6: thing is, I think, so for instance, in these interviews, I never know how they're gonna go. We've done uh, hundreds, of, over hundreds of Joyce mm-hmm. and I don't like even like if I'm if I'm building a business it's always like a real organic thing. Like we didn't run no ads to the morning meetup. We have like hundreds and hundreds of people in it, but literally day to day, I'm just focusing on delivering today. And I'm, 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 I'm trying to get into it. Now I look at the numbers and analytics, stuff like that, but I just don't, I don't know if I put the whole play together in my head. I just keep walking. Like, remember I asked you, okay, I got this product and this product, and I don't know what to do. You're like, well, okay, structure it this way, put it in the photo, This, you're going to run traffic to that. And and even after the call, I'm like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. And then I hang up. I was like, hold on, what did he say? (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at my notes like, uh, that's why I'm saying, like, smart. But you told me something. We was at a restaurant. Um... Where you are like, yo, you don't even have to be smart. You mm-hmm. said something like that earlier mm-hmm. today. Explain that. Do you remember?
5: Yeah. No, I feel like people focus on the wrong thing to be wealthy. And the reality is if you focus on certain key elements, key points, you can accomplish that. One is relationships. If you can master relationships... You'll get opportunities that the normal person would never get because they don't have the relationship. Mm. The second thing is making sure you have the drive to do it, being persistent and consistent. Those three, being consistent, And persistent, with the right networking skills to build relationships, the people skills. With those three, is a combination for wealth.
7: Dang, that's crazy.
5: It's easy, and then by you knowing this information, just hit me. You can utilize it in a way where you have the ups on anybody you meet because, or that's trying to do the same thing you're trying to do because you understand that that's what you need. Because the information is going to come based on a relationship. If right now I wanted to start, let's say an e-com brand, and I knew nothing about e-commerce, I can call one of my relationships and now I know everything because he's just going to tell me. And then you'll consistently work at
6: it and be persistent. Once things don't go well, you God, and it just hit me because the same example that I was using, like with this podcast, I, those are only three things I have. I'm consistently dropping every single week. I'm persistent. I'm, I'm going to get the interviews and I'm, I'm just focused on good relationships.
4: Done. Dang, that's genius. You are smart. <laughs> <I'm> just,
5: <laughs> seriously. So now if you think about it, like we built our relationship, right? You decided you have morning meetup. You want to create more products to add more value to your audience. What well, we did. We got on a call. Gave you my time. And you like we mapped out some crucial, mm-hmm. but you didn't know that before the
1: copper fall in La La Land. So uh, what's up? What do you got for me? Up like Brooklyn Mike.
8: Brooklyn, Brooklyn,
1: Brooklyn Mike, let me, uh, like Brooklyn Mike. Uh, let me tell you. Let me Mike, tell you, Brooklyn Mike's got worse <laughs> troubles than pills. I think. I don't know. He's just born nuts. <laughs> I don't think a pill can cure him, and I don't think a pill can help him, and I don't even think a pill got him that way. I think he's like a creature from another planet. But he's driving me nuts and I'm gonna kill him. So all he cares I about what the hell he's gonna to... fucking eat all the time. Guys fucking this just
8: shit listen to Aaron, he has good stock uh stock advice. I, I would take his advice.
1: Take Aaron's advice? The only advice I should have took from Aaron was I should have bought fucking Zoom at ninety eight. You would have made four million dollars. Well if, if I put a million into me. it, yeah. Which he then would've. he would have been the fucking hero in the family, but now he's not, because I didn't take his advice. Anyway, but I appreciate it. it. You got any real? You got any real estate yeah. for us or what? What do you got? Were well, you in New York? U- uh, I was gonna.
8: I was gonna book the 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 event, but then I realized it's on
1: Rosh Hashanah. And, uh, oh, on Rosh Hashanah! I it's the work day work out. Well, oh, I'm sorry. God gave me special permission. But uh, uh, you didn't me though. What happened? Happy New Year! You're not on the you're not on the you're not on the top list, sorry. You're not on the God's list of uh, giving breaks. But uh, anyway, well, you you come from I get up. my sponsor. All right. Well, I, next. Don't worry. We're gonna have <laughs> we gonna have some more. If if thing works out, we're gonna do it on small groups, uh, more frequently. So yeah, like seventy you know, people. No, less than that even. Aaron, Aaron, what kind of
8: uh, uh, stuff does uh, Ben do at home that makes him Jewish?
1: Stuff. On the holidays. What, did you, what, did you do, what do, I do I do? What do I do on the holidays? What do I do? Uh, eat potato pancakes. Eat a thousand Does that make me pancakes. religious? Because I—he's basing it a on thousand. food. Thousand. He's just basing it on what I eat. He ain't—we ain't in here, you know, wrapping him up with his arms and the straps and gold. Yarmulke. and. You know, but um, ben he does. Likes he does kogel. speak.
8: potato kugel. He speaks a
1: little that. bit of, a kogel, of Hebrew. Kogel, potato pancakes, matzo ball soup. You know, we 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 we're, we're Jewish eaters. We eat the food on the holidays or every day, all you the like, time. I'm just you you Jewish like when ke- it comes ke- to the eating. I hate kofel fish. That that uh, once in a <laughs> while, once in a while, that stuff's pretty rough. <laughs> All right. Well, you take care. Well, you're from Brooklyn. Yeah, you're from I know. Brooklyn. Come on. But I'm from everywhere. Everywhere. I eat it all. All right. Good luck to you. Shabbat Shalom. Rosh Hashanah. Everything to you. I enjoy the challenge. All right. Baruch I don't know anymore. Peace. <laughs> what else you got, Rafael? DJ
3: Nick. Thanks for the 4.99. Ben, 499. You've inspired me to get into real estate. Thanks for all the info you've given me and all the videos you
1: put out. Hope to meet you one day. Oh, I'm glad. I'm really glad. Listen, everybody needs to own something. Alright? You're on this earth for X amount of years. You should try to at least have a goal in life to own something. To own, I don't care if it's your house, I don't care if it's multifamily. A store, whatever it is that you know is going to make you some money or give you some sort of equity. Everybody deserves to own some real estate in their whole life portfolio. You know, something. And if you like it, then keep doing it. Make more. Make more money. I never went to high school. I never went. I never walked in high school one day. Anybody can do it. I already knew how to get high. I didn't have to go to school for that. What do you got? Hello, hello, hello. Oh, no. Sounds like a. Ben, what's case. going on? Don't we have a do not block his number on the freaking telephone ben, or what? Ben, listen,
8: the show's sold out. I got yeah, people yeah, calling yeah, left and right. Out. I need to scalp some no, tickets. No I need
1: tickets. To scalp them. Closed event. Only normal people can come in. You're not invited I, unless you go in the dunk tank. It, it's sold you're out. going I got in I the need dunk tank. To
0: tickets to
7: scalp.
1: Only the dunk tank. Okay, that's it. <sighs> It's the only thing you're getting in. And when we get finished dunking your ass, you're gonna be drowned. They're gonna be taking you away, and like a goldfish. That's a it. It's
8: a big event. Or everybody's calling me for tickets.
1: No tickets. No tickets. This is a test. A test. This is only a test. Can't do too many people. Right. Cutting it down. What did you eat dinner tonight, big shot? Spend how much uh, spend tonight? What? Sushi.
8: Sushi, you know always eat sushi. sushi.
1: You know your girlfriend makes you eat sushi like five times a week. Change <laughs> your name to <laughs> Mike Sushi. Anyway, we'll good. Go, go find a goddamn dunk tank. Don't call me till you get All the right. dunk tank. I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not taking your calls no more. I want to see All you right, in that you dunk go. tank. And then I'm Tomorrow hard. And down. then I'm getting one of your own buddies from the Rays, a pitcher. I need to get a friggin' pitcher that's gonna get you <laughs> dumped three thousand times. Alright, good luck. Peace. Alright. What else we got? Jake Wyatt, thanks for the
3: four ninety nine. What is up
1: with the four to ninety nine? Where does this ninety nine come from? Why can't they do round numbers? I don't know. So you lost your motorcycle. Did you ever ride I, it? I never even seen you ride it. Ride
3: I, it. I didn't ride it here because I have equipment,
1: but I ride it what equipment? to the gym. Well, For the videos. Oh, yeah, here, but you ride it to the gym. Yeah. Big tough guy, yeah, take my bike to the gym, yeah. Clubs and stuff. Clubs and clubs. Why the hell would you take a bike? Oh, because you think you're gonna pick up a girl on and take her home, and ride off at or the bike like French did in the movie. Go to Clearwater Beach. Yeah, oh yeah, go go cool down to free Clearwater parking, Beach. Free parking. Free parking. for motorcycles. Yes. Yeah. Hey, what a cheap pull-up you hey, are! Someplace is twenty five bucks for a
7: parking. I car. don't know. I don't know what kind of girls. Say about I don't
1: that. know what kind of girls you're picking up to get on the back of a bike. But uh, and well, you double fit. Do uh the women that charge you get on the bike, too? <laughs> no. You want me to get on that bike? It's $20 it. extra. All right, what else she
3: got? <laughs> Oswell, thanks for the how to get?
6: How to find their budget. Y'all thought I forgot. I did not forget. Y'all must have forgot.
9: <laughs> I did. I ain't going to lie. That's why I was trying to control the company. No, I don't mind giving it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind giving it. So this is, what I tell, this is what I tell a lot of people, right? When they go to the website... Um, you have an order form. You have you have the name, information, stuff like that. Um, but when you put estimated budget of speaker, like, bro, when you put that there, you let them tell you what they're willing to pay. If they come in lower, if they come in and say, hey, my budget is, you know, 1500 but you know your starting price is 2500 then you get on the phone. Hey, I see your budget is 1500 My starting price is actually 2500 How can we make this happen? You know what I'm saying? And then you you put the ball in their court. Oh, and sometimes they say, "Oh, I really didn't know what to put." Twenty five hundred is totally fine. Or they might say, "You know what? We're strapped. We're tired of one school. We just don't have the funds." Then you have an opportunity. But that that right there, literally, bro, changed my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew I was mm-hmm. going to do really well. I kind of proud of myself. Like I'm making doctor money. Like one of my best friends, a doctor. I'm mm-hmm. like. You know what I'm saying? He making dollars I'm like, I'm making doctor money per year. Yes,
6: sir.
9: But when I did that, I looked up in yeah, like year two, year three. I said, like, yo, I'm making doctor money every month. I was just like, you know what I'm saying? Cause when they start saying I got eight grand or I got fifteen grand, I was just like, ooh. Let me show you, I'm gonna see you the, I'm gonna show you the um, a picture if i can find it it's probably at the very top my very first uh
7: be in this person's life and deal with this person in order to get valuable intelligence from them
2: right because that was
7: super interesting
2: yeah and i i mean for me personally part of that's like, what's the greater good here right like maybe you're dealing with this horrible person but what are they giving you for the greater good? I think on the other hand, like most people, so I worked with a lot of refugees and there are absolutely horrendous stories about what happens to people who become refugees before they become refugees, right? So you read all these horrendous stories of like child soldiers and you know like neighbors turning on neighbors and rape being used as a weapon of war and like, like <clears throat> there are so many scenarios out there that the average person who lives a comfortable life does not even like cannot even comprehend and when you're in a scenario where essentially every decision is would be considered a bad decision where like and you're black and white, it's all black, you still have to choose. And you have to be comfortable with whatever that choice is. Like, you can't just stand there. You have to make a choice. So you can't put everything into a good and bad bucket. There's a giant gray area of, um, you know, like if, if I have to choose between, you know, between dealing with like some kind of horrible person who has ties to terrorism and i know that they are going to be able to give me information that stops an attack that saves 50 lives like you're gonna give that dude money you're gonna take him out like you're gonna be friends with him because he has the ability to do good on the other end whether he knows it or not Mm -hmm. right like those are the real life choices. That's what happens in real life. I think that when you are living, I mean, and I, I live a comfortable life, I just happen to have had the exposure, right? I think when you're living a comfortable life and you're not exposed to the like to the realities that are out there it's easy to judge. It's easy to judge and be like, Oh, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. Okay. Well, when you are in these situations and you're standing there and you have to make the decision, let's see what your decision actually is. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to change. I think your idea, like you have to shift from what's right and wrong to what is the objective. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're doing stuff for the, for the government, like military CIA, um, like, what is the objective here? What is the mission here? And how do you accomplish that? It's not about what do I personally think is right and wrong? How do you obtain your objective? How do you complete your mission? Because right. that mission is serving all of us. Right. Like, whether we know it or not, there are missions happening right now that maybe we would disagree with, but they're serving us. They're protecting us. Right. So...
7: Yeah, I, talk, I had a one guy on here who was uh, he was a a drone pilot, yeah, it, it, for flying those drones over Yemen, those killer yeah. drones, and he was like, he was recruited by I believe it was the Air Force that was uh, that was heading that program, but it, he was said he was like nineteen years old, eighteen yeah. years old, and and they were having him pull the trigger on these drones that were blowing up, you know, people. Yep. And yep. him being 18 years old, watching people get, you know, blown up yep. in countries like Yemen or whatever. And mm-hmm. it scarred him. I mean, it really messed his head up. Yeah. Having to make those decisions yes. and or whether he was making the decisions or not. He was probably following orders, like right. pulling the trigger on those drones and, yep. and watching these people suffer, like on the, mm-hmm. watching the infrared camera, these people like crawling and bleeding and...
2: Yep. Yeah, that and stuff so, can be terrifying to you, like so, to
7: any any human.
2: Right, and think about like, like all the people involved in that decision. Mm-hmm. Right, so he was pulling the trigger, so he probably felt directly responsible. But there's a chain of command, right? There are other people making that decision, mm-hmm. people who found that location to target, like the guy in charge who makes the decision to target it, who like people who know that. That house might have the guy's kids in it. Mm. Do we target or not? Right? Like, there are t- there are, there are tons of people who are involved in this decision, and it. There are so many factors that weigh in, right? And I, I don't. It's 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 a sad reality, right? Like I I don't advocate. Collateral damage in war, but it happens and it's a reality, and people have to make those decisions. War is not clean, it's just unfortunate. And I, um, when we were working, uh, we were working in the Middle East, and I was working with a Delta Force guy, and he was the nicest guy ever like a family man. He, um, he had actually like his own non-profit that like helped women learn self-defense and just the nicest guy and he was teaching this triage class and starts telling this story about you know missions where he went in like his missions were specifically to go in and kill people right like you and your team are going to go into this place. You are going to kill the people there. Like, you know, very close range shooting or hand-to-hand combat. Like, telling stories about team members that he lost on those missions. Um, and so I asked, I asked them, I was like, what kind of psychological care do they give you? Because there's no way. So, for the CIA, they do a ton of psychological testing
7: beforehand
2: yes before they hire you so i'm assuming that part of all the special forces is.
8: why don't you tell us before we pay rent on the first if you're not paying rent this month we're gonna use that as our security deposit to find something else yeah but i'm trying to make it did you Go tell
1: them listen you're not moving right away takes time to That's sell what I'm house. saying.
8: yeah no, I'm gonna... i didn't i did. But now they don't want to pay rent, and they want to use that security deposit for next month. So how do you deal with selling a property while tenants in it? Like I've ever done it, they don't want you to sell it.
1: It sounds like they can't buy the place. You know, definitely so, can't buy. It. You know, I'm gonna tell you. You know, you, you know what you want to do is just listen. Yeah, communication is is really, you know, if you can go there and communicate with them and say, listen, you know, the point is this. I can't sell nothing overnight. I'm going to have to give you at least 30 days notice before you have to leave. Okay? When I give you the 30 days notice, then you can worry about leaving. Right now, you ain't gotta move, so pay your rent and don't worry about it. And we might not even be able to sell. Tell them, you know, we just we want to see right. because you know my family needs the money or you know and you know and um, the times are rough. What are we gonna do? You gotta go try to communicate with people, explain to them, and then tell them. Listen, if you need help paying your rent, you know, there's agencies out there that'll help them too. You know, with moving, you know, whatever, you know. Right. But you better go try to, you know, try to make up oh, with yeah. him. You better go talk to him. You're a smart guy. You know how to talk to people, and go talk to yeah. him and tell him, uh, and tell him, you know, listen. This is the situation. I'm not selling tomorrow. I- I'm going to give you 30 days' notice before you got to move. As soon as I know for sure that I'm selling it, like when you get a guy that goes hard on a contract, that's when you have to give notice. And make sure when you right. sell it, you tell them, listen, I can't sell until 30 days and, you know, give notice to tenants 30 days, but go over there and make a deal with them and kiss up and make up and okay. tell them, listen, you got to pay your rent, you know, pay your rent. Okay. I'm not selling right now. No, Nothing's selling in this market. You tell them whatever the hell you got to tell them. Get that goddamn rent money. All
8: right. All right. I'm going to tell them, I plan on giving you a $500 dollar to- if I do sell it, I got it. There you go. Like tell them that. But tell them, the,
1: tell them you're going to give them time okay. to move. You're going to have time to move. I'm going to give you 500 okay. bucks. Everything's going to be fine. Just please work with me here. Pay the rent. Let's, you know, and just, you know, that's it. All right? Right. All right. Good luck got to it. you. I'll be seeing you soon. I'm going to contact you when I'm coming out that way. I'll let you All buy right, me man. lunch. All right. Take care, George all right Bye. all right so what else we got are we done for the night yeah we have uh we're over over an hour right Oh, right? Uh, over an hour. hour that's enough i'm tired i gotta figure out what the hell i'm gonna do tomorrow to straighten my life out i appreciate all everybody that's been sending me information on how to invest money i don't know that goddamn uh what's it called crypto scares me because I don't know where the hell money's going. What does it mean? Crypto and Crypto Bitcoin and, you know, the money's just floating around or what? I don't know.
0: We just got to say thank you to some super chats. Some people just threw. Uh, oh, a
1: super throw chat. in a super chat. Let's super chat. Hey, let's have a chat. A super chat.
3: Paranja Canals, thanks for the $10. What do you think about mobile homes on permanent foundation and land? Thanks for having part of your life on camera.
1: Mobile homes on permanent foundations? Yep. That's a high class mobile home, baby. Uh, I mean, you know, it depends. Is it a park? Is it sitting on land by itself? I mean, you know, everything has a value. You know, I mean, if you can rent it or if you can sell it and somebody wants to live there, you know, I've dealt with, you know, I haven't dealt with a lot with mobile homes, but manufactured housing is housing. You know, if it serves a purpose to house somebody and you collect rent, then, or somebody wants to buy it to live in, then it's got a value and you rent it out. I mean, it, it, you should be trying to rent it out cheaper because manufactured housing is a lot less value, you know, considerably than the um, stick-built housing. So, you know, it's fine. I I, I, mean, I used to, you know what I made a lot of money on? The manufactured housing, they used to bring them in by trucks. But they bring in 140 of them, and and they all set up like fourplexes. It's called cardinal housing. I own a lot of cardinal housing that was built back in the 80s, and it was fine. I bought it, I fixed it, I rented it, I sold it. I mean, anything has a value if it's livable, and there's somebody that wants to live in it and pay for it. So, yeah, do it. Do anything you can to make money. I don't care if it's a mobile home park or whatever it is, as long as it's legal and and somebody that's decent enough for somebody to live in, and you can make money on it, do it. What else you got?
3: Shaw, Shaw Merritt. Thanks for the $4.99. Ben, you should buy the land next to Madeira Beach Marina and build
1: a nice condo or hotel. Madeira Beach Marina? I think all that property was already bought up in a big hotel just went up. If that's what you're talking about, I don't know. I'll look into it. Madeira Beach Marina. But I think it's already been done, and this big development plan is going on right now. But I did bid on all that land, but then I got outbid. I'm not a developer. I ain't putting out no big money on development. What else you got?
3: William Burkhead, thanks for the $5. Ben, did you ever take downtime once you made a few million? (coughs) How do you avoid burnout? When is the next seminar? Thank you.
1: I mean, you know, I, I definitely, you got to take down time once you make your money, and, you know, you got to enjoy life. I've done plenty of vacations, traveling, you know, not as much as I want to. But let me tell you, I'm going to be free from this prison in four more years, baby. Maybe three if you graduate a year early. If you really cared about me and you really wanted me to enjoy my life and start my retirement and be free... He'll do it in about three years. Okay, we'll see. I'm happy to do it. Good. Let's happy. see you do it. So, anyway, um, what else
3: you got? Jake, why? Thanks for the 4.99. Ben, I'm closing on my first deal in two weeks. Thanks to you and your family. Thank-
6: and I said, yeah, no, nah, he's dope. She said, what happened was, she's like, she was looking online for a speaker. And she like came across my website and somehow she came to my social media and she connected with you and booked you to speak.
9: Okay. Appreciate that, bro.
6: <laughs> I felt the <a> way. <laughs> She's looking for a speaker, but then some and I'm a speaker. And this, is a, this is a time I'm calling myself a speaker. Like, I'm get, I'm getting gigs and stuff. How much I, I owe you for that? Yo, yeah, I don't know how, whatever I, she paid you. I don't remember. <laughs> she told me. She said, she was like, Yeah, I was looking for a speaker. I was on your website. And she didn't, I don't know. She just slipped up and said it. Like, right. she like, Yeah, I was looking for a speaker. I was on your website. And you kind of led me to Jeremy. And Jeremy came and spoke. And it was amazing. I was like, oh, that's what's up. Close my phone. I said, yo, did Jeremy? And then I went on, then I went on your website. I'm like, where's well, website got it, I ain't got. And then um, yeah, I felt the way. Cause she was that's looking for a speaker. Bro. But now when you say it right now, mm-hmm. I didn't have a system. It like you got a system. Right. You probably had the pics on your website. Right. You probably can mm-hmm. see somebody coming. It's why it's probably speaking directly to her audience. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't have gotten mad. I should have got E-trade. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <don't see. doubt. laughs> For sure. I have got E-trade. I got that. Yeah. Go. All right, so um, oh yeah, cause you thought I forgot. What's the system on
10: figuring out how- I challenge any grown man, homie, on this internet talking, nigga produce this how you separate the man from the boy niggas get out them corners take that camera out that corner and flip around let's see how you niggas living homie for you to have so much see this what makes me such a bad motherfucker and i I, yeah i can pat myself on the back see because i can stand on this shit my nigga all the shit that i'm saying i can stand on I can pull you news articles. Man, I've been doing this. Man, let's come over here and do this. Come, I can do that. They can't, homie. They got to put themselves in front of the camera and talk for drama. I'm talking for change. It's just I got a bunch of niggas bringing a bunch of drama to me. I came to the internet positive. But I got so much hate on the internet, nigga, I'm going to reflect what's before me. I'm gonna reflect what's before me, nigga. And you think I'm gonna get an internet the real me? They gonna keep getting this goddamn character that they tuned in. They'll never get the real me.
1: Or fall in La La Land. So uh, what's I up? What do you got for me? End up like Brooklyn Mike. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Mike children, uh, like Brooklyn Mike, let me tell you, Mike, Brooklyn Mike's got worse <laughs> troubles than pills. I think. I don't know. He's just born nuts. <laughs> I don't think a pill can cure him, and I don't think a pill can help him, and I don't even think a pill got him that way. I think he's like a creature from another planet. But he's driving me nuts, and I'm going to kill him. So all he cares about when the hell he's going to freaking eat all the time. Guy's bugging this shit.
8: Listen to Aaron. He has good stock uh, stock advice. I would take his advice.
1: Take Aaron's advice. The only advice I should have took from Aaron was I should have bought fucking Zoom at ninety eight. You would have made four million dollars. Well, if, if I put a million into baby. it, yeah. Which would've. he would Then he would have been the fucking hero in the family. But now he's not because I didn't take his advice. Anyway, but I appreciate it. Fault? You got any real? You got any real estate yep. for us or what? What do you got? Were well, you in New York? No, I was gonna. I was gonna book the
8: the the event, but then I realized. It's- on Rosh
1: Hashanah. And, oh, on uh, Rosh Hashanah. It's it the work day out. after. Oh, well, I'm sorry. God gave me special permission, but uh. uh you didn't give me though. What happened? Happy New Year. You're not on the. You're not on the. You're not on the top list. Sorry, you're not on the God's list of uh, giving breaks. But uh, anyway, well, you you cover from. I get walk- my sponsor. All right. Well, I, next. Don't worry. We're gonna have. We're gonna have some more. If the thing works out, we're gonna do it on small groups. Uh, more frequently. So. Yeah, like seventy you know, people. No, less than that even. Aaron. Five. Aaron, what kind of uh, uh stuff
8: does uh Ben do at home that makes him Jewish?
3: Stuff.
1: On the holidays. What you? What you do what do, do? What do I do on the holidays? <laughs> What do I do? Uh, eat potato pancakes? Eat potato pancakes. Does that make me pancakes. religious? Because I, he's basing it a on thousand. food. He's just basing it on what I eat. He ain't, we ain't in here, you know, wrapping him up with his arms and the straps. and and You know, but... Um, he uh, man does, he does speak...
8: Ben likes potato cocoa. He speaks a little that. bit of, a kogel, of
1: Hebrew. Kogel, potato sure. pancakes, matzo ball soup... You know, we we we're we're Jewish eaters. We eat the food on the holidays or every day, all you the like, time. I'm just Jewish like when it comes to right? eating. I hate filter fish. That that uh, once, in while, <laughs> once in a while, once in a while, that stuff's pretty rough. All right, well you take care. Well, you're from Brooklyn. Yeah, I, from I know. Brooklyn. Come on. But I'm from everywhere. Everywhere, I eat it all. All right, good luck to you. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom, Rosh Hashanah, everything to you. I enjoy the challenge. All right, baruchatov. I don't know anymore. Peace. <laughs> what else you got, Rafal? DJ Nick, thanks
3: for the four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. You've inspired me to get into real estate. Thanks for all the info you've given me and all the videos you put out. Hope to meet
1: you one day. Oh, I'm glad. I'm really glad. Listen, everybody needs to own something. All right, you're on undeserved for X amount of years. You should try to at least have a goal in life to own something, to own, I don't care if it's your house, I don't care if it's multifamily, a store, whatever it is that you know is going to make you some money or give you some sort of equity, everybody deserves to own some real estate in their whole life portfolio, you know, something, and if you like it, then keep doing it, make more, you can make more money. I never went to high school. I never went. I never walked in high school one day. Anybody can do it. I already knew how to get high. I didn't have to go to school for that. What do you got? Hello, hello, hello. Oh no! Sounds like a bad what's going on? Don't we have a do not block his number on the freaking telephone? Ben, or What?
8: Ben, listen. The show sold out. I got yeah, people yeah, calling yeah, left and right. Out. I need to scalp some no, tickets. No, no tickets. To scalp them.
1: Closed event. Only normal people can come in. You're not invited unless you go in the dunk tank. It's sold out. You're going in the dunk tank. To tickets to scalp. Only the dunk tank. Okay? That's it. That's <laughs> the only thing you're getting in. And when we get finished dunking your ass, you're going to be drowned. They're going to be taking you away <laughs> in like a goldfish. That's it.
8: big event. Or everybody's calling me for tickets.
1: No tickets. No tickets. This is a test. A test. This is only a test. Can't do too many people right. cutting it down. What did you eat dinner tonight, big shot? You spent how much? Uh, spend tonight. What? Sushi. Sushi. You know always eat sushi. You know your girlfriend makes you eat sushi like five times a week. I change <laughs> your name to <laughs> Mike Sushi. Anyway, take- well, good? Go, go find a goddamn dunk tank. Don't call me till you get All the right. dunk tank. I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not taking your calls no more. I want to see All you right, in that you dunk go. tank. And then I'm hard, and then I'm getting one of your own buddies from the Rays, a pitcher. (laughs) I'm gonna get a friggin' pitcher that's gonna get (laughs) you dunked three thousand times. (laughs) All right, good luck, peace.
3: All right, what else we got? Jake Wyatt, thanks for the four ninety nine. What is up
1: with the four ninety nine? Where does this ninety nine come from? Why can't he do round numbers? I don't know. So you lost your motorcycle. Did you ever ride yeah. it? I never even seen you ride it. Ride no. it. I didn't ride it here because I was equipment, but I ride it what equipment? to the gym. Well, For the videos. Oh yeah, here, but you ride it to the gym. Yeah. Big tough guy, yeah, take my bike to the gym, yeah. Clubs and stuff. Clubs and lot clubs. Why the hell would you take a bike? because oh, you think you're gonna pick up a girl on and take her home, and ride off at go the go bike like did in the movie? Go to Clearwater Beach. Yeah, oh yeah, go go cool down to free Clearwater parking, Beach.
0: Free parking.
1: Free parking for motorcycles. Yes. Yeah. Hey, what a cheap pollock you hey, are.
0: Someplace is twenty five bucks for parking. I car. don't know. I don't know what kind I of girls. Say about I don't
1: that. know what kind of girls you're picking up to get on the back of a bike. But and you with it Do uh the women that charge you get on the bike too.
7: <laughs> no,
1: you want me to get on no, that, that bike? It's twenty dollars extra. All right,
3: what else you got, Thanks for the
5: so I can figure out their systems. I mm-hmm. didn't care about the information. I wanted to know their systems. How was they teaching? What, how did the profession break? Like. What was the type of questions the professor was asking? What was the curriculum? Like, how did they break their stuff down? And I took everything that I felt was the best from that situation and I implemented it into my online business school. Mm-hmm. And they teach based on case studies. So I took that element and I added that element to my business school. They have professors but I'm a strong believer in you can only take me as far as you got yourself. That's right. So how are you going to teach me how to have a million-dollar business if you never had a million-dollar business? If I want to get to $100 million, how are you going to teach me how to get there if you've never been there yourself? Mentors are the GPS to success. That's how you're going to get there in a record-breaking time. They're going to talk to you and tell you what moves to make, how to get there the quickest. So, When I realized that, I said, okay, I'm going to replace the professors and I'm going to add millionaire mentors. Mm. People that's already where you want to be at in life based on the skill set. So not putting somebody in there to talk about all topics. Only talk about the topics that you're proficient at. So if you're proficient at sales and you did $40 million in sales, come here. I'm sitting in the seat. I need you to teach my students. You do marketing or oh, you or oh, you spend a million million dollars in a month? Oh, okay. Come sit down teach my students how to do Facebook and Instagram ads. I like oh, like. Or you a leader? Okay. I mean people you lead. Oh, two, you lead 2000 people and they're gone gun ho about you? All right, come on. I need you to teach my students how to do leadership. And so on and so forth. And that's how I built out the academy. So you're learning from real life people who killing it right now. Not the I'ma get this information, I ain't gonna tell nobody this. You know those people, I ain't gonna tell nobody this. Ain't nobody gonna know about this. And they keep it to themselves. And that's what keep us back because we get the information and we get told the game is to be sold, not told. Don't introduce them to the plug. When I go with Katie and Mary and them, they introducing me to every goddamn body. (laughs) (laughs) So just implementing what I've learned from that and put accountability into it. Giving them their own mastermind groups where they meet once a month. They talk about their issues, personal, business, have a sounding board, giving them uh, a way to uh, have micro micro goals instead of massive goals. Because in life you gotta have micro goals, so you gotta have micro celebrations until you get to that goal. But we demotivated until we get to that main goal because we didn't get to it yet. So we get turned off. But if you got little micro goals, you're getting celebrations and you got the morale still yeah. up until you get to the big goal. Mm-hmm. So I, I put that into the school also. So not only you got the accountability, but I make everybody get accountability partners. Second thing is making sure they know how to execute on their tasks. Call it the powerless. This is and fire, then, bro. This is crazy. And then, <laughs> funny, man. and then you have the millionaire mentors, and then we have, we give everybody, we, we, we dedicate everybody to a, a main person so if they have questions, they can get unstuck. Because a lot of people give up because they're just stuck and they got questions and they ain't got nobody to talk to. So as soon as you get into the program, you do your orientation. Just like a college, just like this is a university. Uh, Orientation, we got to map out how we do things, what's our core values, how we rock around here, how we support each other. So if somebody falls down at the finish line, you dust them off and say, come on, let's go. We got this. They give you a problem, you shoot them back a solution. No judge zone, and we build a community, right? And then you have that, and then after that, you get a welcome call. We welcome you. Welcome to the family. Let me know you need anything. I'm your designated contact. We rock with you. Wow. q and twice a week. Whatever questions you got, we had to answer them for you. Amazing. We ain't leaving until you ready. And then I jump on and I do a set. I meet all my students. Talking to my students. We talk. Our mm. conversation, I want to know about you. What's going on? Why did you purchase the program? All right, what's going through your mind? How can I help you? What are your challenges? And really know and understand who I'm marketing to so I can know exactly how to deliver the best product to them. And on that note, they can text my number, 786 661 1224 takes me to hashtag masterclass It just takes me masterclass. Is there
6: anything we could just like special for our listeners?
5: Okay. Matter of fact, don't text that number. All right. <laughs> we'll, we got something. Well, well, so
6: just click the link below, okay? It'll be in the bio um, or or it'll be in the caption. I just wanna be able to do something special for the listeners, man. Cause I mean. They've been studying at your feet for the last almost hour and a half. And, I mean, you're really, really dropping gems. And I just want to know, you know, if if there's something that we could do. I don't know, but click the link. You know, if there's something that we can do, it will be. Yeah,
5: yeah, a yeah. little, little link somewhere.
6: somewhere. Yeah, a little link somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> love you, Speck. All right. Um, okay, so how many people are in the university? 7,000. Got seven thousand people.
5: Well, Harvard before Harvard became Harvard. Self education is key, which means this thing works. Oh, you don't get seven thousand people in a for sure it works. For sure. One.
1: And we are live. We're live. We're live. I don't feel alive. I feel like half dead right now. I swear to God, I'm so depressed. It's raining out to match the boot. The weather is matching my feeling right now. Depressed, tired. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing with your phone now? Your phone's cutting you. Put a case on it. You know, today I was ready to walk into at and store and my phone's been acting up because when you press it, it does whatever it wants Did you know what it's supposed to do so, because it's all cracked in the front and it felt, you know, starting to you know, cut me and all that stuff and I thought it was the actual screen in the phone so I was re- prepared to walk in AT&T and you know I used the hell out of my phone, I make money with this goddamn thing baby yeah, okay, this is the only thing, this is the thing the most important tool, everybody lives off their phone now I can run the whole goddamn empire with this phone. Uh, anyway, so I walk into AT&T. I'm ready to spend it. I I'm re- I'm think they're going to take me for a 1000 bucks or whatever for a new phone. And I walk in, and the lady says, I tell the lady, promises says, Listen, you know, the phone's not acting right, and you press it. It's all cracked here. And uh, she says, Oh, yeah, okay, let me see. And I says, um, You know... What do I gotta do? I gotta buy a new phone, right? So she, she takes my phone, she puts her nail in there, and pull, peels off this goddamn coating. I didn't even know it was there, and the coating was cracked. And now it looks like a new phone again. Uh, in five seconds, she, sent me, she saved me a thousand bucks. And it's just, well, you know. Fit forty bucks for a new case, or your insurance will do up at ten, or you go to whatever. Anyway, thank you, lady in the AT and T in Clearwater. I forgot I to get a name for saving me one thousand dollars on a new phone today. All right, so that's the story. I saved a thousand bucks today. Look at that. Maybe it wasn't such a bad day, but I had a lot of bad shit happen. I'm telling you, you know, I don't know. Right now, everybody better stock up on every dollar they can. Whenever there's a problem in life and business ain't right, get your hands on as much cash as you can and just maybe sit and wait and see what happens, because unless you're that smart where you know how to do something, right now things are rough. I mean, it's it's really bad. I'm not even going to... I mean, you got your good times, you got your bad times. These are absolutely the worst times. Okay. So I don't know. I'm just so sick of seeing all these bills coming in with no money to pay them. You know, you know, digging in our every hole we can to pay them. So things are not good right now. If you're interested in real estate, beware. And if you want to really be in real estate, I mean, now's a good time to start looking because people are going to get scared. I'm telling you right now, I'm selling hotels for millions, many, many millions less than I would have sold them for back in February, okay? In fact, I'm kicking myself in the ass because... I had a guy ready to buy two hotels for me at a Christmas party and, and, and I didn't do the deal. I mean, you know, I'm an idiot. What are you going to do? I didn't know this was going to happen. So right now is a good time to go out. If you are in city real estate and you got some risk money or money you can put into something and maybe wait out the storm. Now's the time to start looking for deals. People, I'm telling you, uh, people are bargaining. You know, I know a friend. He was looking for a house the other day uh, in Fort Lauderdale. The other guy, he put, uh, he wanted, he wanted this house for two and a half million. I told him, put an offer in for two million. You know, don't be afraid. So he puts the offer in for two million, and and the broker saying, no, 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 this is the best deal in town. It's going for two and a half million. It's going to do that bullshit. You know, who's walking around with two and a half million bucks right now to spend on a freaking house? You know, not a lot of people. So anyway, yeah. he puts the offer in, even though the broker kept crying, saying, no, I don't want to do it. He puts the offer in, and they counter him back to two million two. okay? They took off three hundred grand, thinking he'll say, okay, let's meet in the middle, and let's do a deal. But I said... You know why? You got nothing to lose to keep playing the game. Go back and say, "Listen, you know I'm being fair right now." In your in my opinion, this house is worth two million based on today's market. You know, and uh, he, I said throw him another fifty grand just to be generous. So it ends up, I think he's getting the house for two million one. That's a gas leak. So, a house that was supposed to be a hot deal of two five, because it's all about timing, 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 and having the money ready to go at that right time. That's what helps. So, you know, he got a house that actually would be appraised right now for two million five, and he's only paying two million one. Yeah,
7: almost 100 so, percent off.
1: You know, there you go. But I also learned about. Another part of real estate I didn't know about in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Water, there are setbacks on boats because he has water behind the house and I'm going to stick my boat back there for free. Uh, (laughs) That's why I'm helping him buy the house. So, (coughs) there are setbacks. You got to make sure in certain parts.
3: It's crazy. It's like different streets it's not even cities though the setbacks it's like on island drive it'll be five feet and then on
1: westfield drive
3: it'll be like 10 feet like
1: the distance between you and your neighbor's property line yeah so some streets you gotta have five feet on each side of the boat in between you and your neighbor and then you got the width because you got a canal so you got the people live across the canal so basically the way it works we learned all this we didn't know this shit Now, in canals, the way it works is you have a third, a third, a third. A third goes to the guy on that side of the canal. You need a third for traffic to come through the middle, and you need a third for that guy on that side of the canal. So you have to make sure your boat's not too wide off the dock to stick out to where you go past the third of that space, or else you can't keep your boat there. So anyway, he's got to shorten his dock for me. (laughs) I'll pay for that. All right, so you went down to Fort Lauderdale. I went to Palm Beach, went to Fort Lauderdale.